Good morning. Welcome to Clint United Methodist Church. I did not take a wrong turn at Albuquerque. I am Pastor Michael, and welcome to you all on this 23rd Sunday after Pentecost, which is also Halloween. Um, just in case you weren't sure, I am dressed as Bugs Bunny from the original Space Jam, um, the one featuring, featuring the greatest basketball player ever. Um, AJ was... I said greatest. Please. Um, anyway, AJ is dressed, uh, or was dressed for Halloween as uh, Bugs Bunny from the second Space Jam, which is not as good because it doesn't have Bill Murray. Anyway, um, so welcome to you all. Welcome to those of you who are listening to this, uh, either our drive-in or on our podcast or our call-in number later on. Um, we have uh, a bunch of fun stuff going on today, and I see some of you chose to dress up, which is really cool. And if you didn't, that's okay, too. Don't, like, feel bad. It was an optional thing. I do have to ask, though, on the Smith family, did, like, half the family get the memo, or... <laughs> or, or are we... Never mind. I'll leave it alone. Sorry. It just struck me because I saw them first walk in. I'm like, okay, cool. And then either way, happy Halloween to everyone. And I'm going to turn things over to Nancy now, who's going to tell you some stuff. Um, I will lose the ears eventually because they get too warm. And I figure it'd be sacrilegious to preach in them. So good morning. Good morning. I have a few announcements today. Um, on Sunday, November 7th, will be the day we do recognize for All Saints Day. So if you have a name that would you like to add, like to give or add, please let the office or the pastor know. There will be no line dancing Tuesday. And uh, for anyone bringing items to sell for the church's craft table, they, they would like you to please bring them to the office before or on Thursday by noon. And Phyllis Perry said there's a table full of food in the gym, and she'd like you to help yourself. Don't forget the cookies for the craft show. Um, and there, don't forget things for the Christmas pass room, and they should be here by November 5th. And if you have anything for the Christmas craft booth, Lisa would like you to let her know. We don't collect bottle caps anymore. And um, there's, you, if you'd like to help our local veterans, it's in your bulletin what you can do for them. So uh, there's, there's quite an article there. So, and I th I'm sure you've all been thanked for the harvest dinner and it was one of the best dinners we've ever had, I think. Um, they're looking for cleaning help. And they also need someone to clean the yard signs after they've been put, it, put out. But if you can help, please let Linda Strickland know. And there's a senior citizens Thanksgiving dinner at the Clinton United Church of Christ. It's free and it's going to be carry out. So that, all that information is in your bulletin. And there is going to be a Halloween coffee hour after worship today. I think that's all. Oh, 
time. Boxes are due November 21st, which gives us time. We'll take them over that Sunday. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and it is a great way to give thanks, sending these boxes. The other thing I don't know if I told you is that Samaritan's Purse puts in a book in every box about Jesus, and it's in their, it's an age appropriate and in their language, their own language. So this is a wonderful mission. It is. And thanks, Jan, for doing this every year. It's a big job. Okay. Did he get enough birthday cards? Yeah, he got enough birthday cards. Thank you. Yeah, he's out when he goes, what is it? I'm getting birthday cards every day. Don't thank Clinton's lucky to have him. Okay, our first hymn today is uh, The Church's One Foundation, found on page 545 in your hymnals, if you'll please stand. Christ her Lord, she is his name. 
join me in the call to worship. Let us offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. The opening prayer this morning, if you will join me. Almighty God, in Christ you have shown us the way, revealed to us your truth and offered to us everlasting life. Keep our eyes upon him, that we may see your path more clearly, know your truth more fully, and receive your life more abundantly. Through Christ, who dwells with you and the Holy Spirit, in eternal glory. Amen. And please join me in the affirmation of faith. We believe in one God, master builder of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was assembled in the womb of Virgin Mary by the Holy Spirit. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. The third day he rose from the dead, complete in his construction, ascended into heaven, and sits at God's right hand. He will return again to judge those living and those who have died. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the universal church of believers across this creation, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The next hymn is Be My Be Still My Soul number 534.
seated. I invite you to join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Lord, as we listen to your holy word, open our hearts to the power of your spirit. Call us out of darkness and lead us into your marvelous light. Amen. The first scripture lesson today is Psalm 31, verses 1 through 5 and 15 and 16. Prayers and praise for deliverance from enemies. A Psalm of David. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. The word of God for the people of God. And you say? Whoever believes in Christ will not be put to shame. Confident in this promise, let us confess our sin before God and one another. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. Almighty God, your word offers freedom from sin, but we confess that we have not obeyed your word. We have harbored malice toward our enemies. We have been deceitful in our relationships. We have been insincere in our commitments. Through gossip, we have slandered our friends. Forgive us our sins and lead us to genuine repentance. Help your children long for your pure spiritual milk that we may grow into the joy of salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession.
Sisters and brothers, beloved children of God, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. As people of God, let us offer ourselves and the fruit of our labor for God's work in the world. Please rise and join me in singing our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings fall. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Almighty God, receive the gifts we bring in gratitude for your astounding goodness. Make our lives to be an acceptable offering in union with our risen Lord who lives and reigns with you forever. Amen. You may be seated. It is now time for our youth moment. I'd like to invite all of our 
children and youth to come hang out. We've got a bunch of chairs and we have more if we need them. How you guys doing? Good? Everybody awake? Awesome. So, yeah, I agree. So today's the last week where we're talking about Legos um, and, and how they are kind of like they're related to how we believe in things in our faith. And the last two bricks we have are grace and hope. When it comes to hope, what kind of things do you hope for? What do you hope for? Okay. What other stuff do you guys hope for? You hope for your mama to be here? As she's over there, you're good. We got you. <laughs> okay. What other things do we hope for? Do you hope you're going to get a lot of candy later today? Yeah. yeah. Do you hope that... Do you hope that Christmas is going to get here really soon? No. No? There is hope for your generation then, because if you go into most of the stores, they've already got the Christmas stuff out. You're right. We need to have Turkey Day first. All right. So what about grace? Do you guys know what it means, what that word means, grace? Go for it. Okay. What's, a, what's something else grace could mean? Because th those are, are good definitions, but there's some other ones I'm looking for. What? That can be a form of grace, yeah. The, the grace that I want to talk about today is God's grace. Um, and, and what that means is God's love when Jesus died to save us. Um, that was God's way of showing grace to us. Um, and that, that was a big deal. Um, and I know you guys are learning about some of that stuff in Sunday school. Um, but without God's grace, we wouldn't have our faith. We wouldn't have our building blocks that we're building our faith with. Um, and God's grace also gives us hope. Because do you guys know, after Turkey Day... What comes next? What comes before Christmas, though? Well, hold on. Let, let, go ahead. Okay, what comes before that? In between Christmas and Jesus' birthday and, 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 and Thanksgiving Turkey Day, what, what do we have? There's four weeks of... Nope. Advent. 
Advent. Advent is the, is the season before Christmas, and Advent is all about hope and anticipation because we're waiting for Jesus to come and be born into the world. And so hope is a really important part of our faith because God had told the prophets to tell the people a long time ago that there would be a Savior, a Messiah. And, and they waited a long time to the point where when Jesus came, some people didn't believe in it anymore. But Jesus did come and people started getting their hope back. Does that sound pretty cool? Advent is a season of hope and anticipation. But before we even get to that, do you guys know what next Sunday is? Next Sunday is All Saints Sunday, where we're going to uh, honor and remember some of the people who have gone on to live with God this last year. This is just a busy, busy couple months. You guys start school, and then we have all kinds of stuff going on in the church. And then we get to Christmas, and then we get to New Year's, and it's going to be a whole new year of hope. What do you think? Fair enough. What do you guys think? All right. He seconds your motion. Okay. So, I know that in Sunday school, they've got some fun stuff for you guys. So, I'm not going to hold you hostage any longer. I want to thank you guys for coming up here. And I want to uh, say that I hope um, if you go trick-or-treating later that you are safe and you have lots of fun and get lots of candy or whatever it is you are hoping for. Uh, to get, and I need, sure, Hot Wheels. Um, I rem I'm trying to remember what we used to get. Yeah, we used to get all kinds of stuff. Um, but real quick, before we run off to do that, I need your help. We're going to do the Lord's Prayer, but instead of it being where I'll say something and you repeat me, we're going to just say the whole thing all the way through, okay? We're going to do our best with that, and, and the congregation's going to help us, all right? All right, so here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you guys so much. We've got some suckers over here because, you know, you haven't had enough sugar yet. Um, and then we've got Sunday school. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's hot in there. 
If you would uh, look in your bulletins under our prayer requests, you can uh, see um, everyone who we're lifting for prayers. We're continuing to pray for Fred, uh, for Wilda and Paul, um, continuing to pray, pray for Dee Warner and her family. Uh, we are very happy to see Jan Smith again with us this morning, but praying for her to continue to heal. Continue to pray, or pray for all of those uh, who have been involved or affected by the automobile accident back in September uh, that took the life of uh, two of our high school students as well as uh, injuries uh, to two others. Um, we are continuing to pray for Rosemary's healing after her knee replacement surgery. Um, continued prayers for Sheila and the other friends and family of Robbie who uh, passed away recently. Uh, we're continuing to pray for Martha and her family after Martha's sister Choice passed away recently. Um, continued prayers for uh, Linda Miller after her heart attack. She had some stints put in, um, but now has fluid on her lungs. Um, so please keep her in your prayers. Um, also, prayers for Bill Marshall, who was also dealing with fluid around his heart. Um, and then prayers for Sue Hartag. She's not here this morning because she had a chemo treatment Friday, and even though she's having them less often with this different drug, they're, they're hitting a little bit harder. So um, she is home trying to rest and re-energize, so please keep her in your prayers as well. you would please join me <clears throat> in an attitude of prayer. Let us unite our hearts in prayer, saying, God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the church throughout the world, that all who profess to honor the risen Lord may be faithful in their witness and courageous in their testimony to the way of Jesus. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For pastors, teachers, and ministers, that by the power of the Holy Spirit they may seek to build the church upon Christ, the cornerstone, and humbly lead in faithful service. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the governments of the world and its leaders, that the nations may dwell in peace, that good will prevail. Uh, prevail over strife, and people of faith may freely worship as their hearts direct. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For rain and sun in proper measure, and for abundant food and water for all who dwell upon the earth, God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the sick and those in need, and for any who are oppressed by wounds of the soul, God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our neighbors, that we may live together in amity, and that strangers among us may find us to be hospitable friends, God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our enemies, that their sins may be forgiven them, and that they may find your peace. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. Almighty God, your Son promised to grant whatever we ask in his name, 
by your Holy Spirit, empower us to minister to the world as his faithful disciples, that our work may testify to what we pray and show forth your eternal glory through Jesus Christ. Amen. The second scripture reading today is uh, 1 Peter, verse, Peter 2, verse 2 through 10. Like, newborn, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, come to him, a living stone, Though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. Like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, excuse me, through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you, then, who believe, he is precious. But for those who not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner. And a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks be to God. The next hymn is, My Hope is Built on page 368. And please rise as you are able.
seated. Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. This section of text is headed with the words, Jesus, the way to the Father. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Christ Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. You have already gone on ahead to prepare a place for us, but we ask you now to help us by preparing our hearts and our minds. We ask that you would open us to your holy scriptures and help us to hear the message that you give to us today. We ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit in these moments that we might come to know you more. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today we're closing our uh, October sermon series, The Gospel According to Lego. Over these past few weeks, we've talked about our faith through the lens of this wonderful plastic toy that has touched the hearts and lives of thousands of thousands and help to open the minds and creativity of just as many. We've spoken about how you must first build our faith through the many blocks that God gives to us through the Holy Spirit. We also talked about how when we step on someone or sin against them, not only are they hurt, but so are we and so is God. We talked about how We are called to forgive one another, but that forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. 
We have also talked about how every piece has its place, as in every person has a place in the church and in God's love and grace. And last week we talked about how God has called us to be connectors for others who have not yet come to know God. So this week as we wrap everything up, we're going to talk about building something beautiful. You know, they say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and I think that there is there's some truth to that in many situations. And I fully understand that some people might look at a Lego creation and see nothing more than a children's toy or a pile of plastic. And that's okay. I know that some of you love to go camping, and when I look at a tent or a fifth wheel, I see a torture chamber. So it's all good. It's in the eye of the beholder. But for those of you who see a box of Legos and see limitless potential or look at a finished creation and see all the beauty that it holds, then you know how those, how those feelings can be and how far down they can reach inside of you. Legos can open up an unending world of creativity and possibility, from building spaceships to sprawling cities to boats that sail the seas to now even realms of fantasy with Harry Potter and the Avengers and uh, Batman and, and so many others. Legos allow us to, to imagine something new, something awesome, something beautiful. So we ask ourselves again, just what do these plastic toys have to do with our faith and our scripture reading this morning from John's gospel? Well, let's go back to that reading and, and kind of dive into what we find there. As we enter the story, we find Jesus speaking with the disciples, and he begins this section by telling them not to be troubled, or in, in some translations, to not let their hearts be troubled. But why does he start this way? Was there something on the faces of his disciples that told him that they were worried or concerned or upset? Well, if we would jump back to the previous chapter, number 13, this is where we would find Jesus telling the disciples about some of the bad or negative events that are set to happen very soon. In verse 21 through 30 in chapter 13, Jesus tells the disciples how one of them is going to betray him. They all start to ask who it is, and they are worried that it might be themselves. And then in verses 36 through 38, Jesus announces how Peter is going to deny him three times. So I think it's easy to see how after hearing that stuff, the disciples might be down or depressed, upset, concerned, even a bit panicked. This whole time, up until then, Jesus has been telling them about all the great things that are to come, the coming kingdom, and, and now he just drops on them some really awful-sounding things, things that make them question not only themselves, but one another. Who is the betrayer? 
And why is Peter going to deny Jesus? Peter, of, of all the disciples, and he's not going to do it just once, but three times? And in seeing this and in knowing their hearts, Jesus offers them some comfort. He tells them they need to trust in God and trust also in him. He reminds them that there is a place prepared for them already and that when Jesus returns, he will take them with him to that place. Jesus offers them some hope despite the negative or bad things that he has just told them are to come. But he needed to tell them about those things so that they could understand what they were, why they were. So now he offers them some hope. Now you still may be wondering when I'm going to get around to the whole Lego connection with this scripture. Do you remember how I mentioned previously, a week or so ago, about the building blocks of faith? We find many of those building blocks in this passage. Jesus presents several of them to his disciples in these verses. Trust in God, trust also in me. Right there we have a trust brick. I'm going to prepare a place for you. A brick about Jesus taking care of us. I will return and take you to be with me. A brick about Jesus fulfilling the promises he has made. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's three more right there. The Father who dwells in me does his works. Here we have a brick relating to the Trinity as well as to the divinity that makes up Jesus. And there are several more. As Jesus is offering these words of hope, another building block that I might point out, hope, as we talked about with our younger ones earlier, Jesus is giving the disciples more of these building blocks of faith. And the ones that he is giving them here are not only some of the most foundational ones, but also ones that when put together with others would, would strengthen the overall faith that is being built. They would act as connectors between other building blocks and help make others more relevant and meaningful. The message today is titled, Building Something Beautiful. And what is more beautiful than someone's faith in a loving, caring, and merciful God? What is more beautiful than putting together these building blocks of our faith from Jesus and the Holy Spirit that we continue to receive? What is more beautiful than being a connector for others to God who have not themselves yet come to know God or God's grace and God's love or the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? You see, one of the best things about Legos is that you can follow the directions that come in the box and build what you see on the picture on the front of the box. Or you can build something completely different and new. 
And while some of those new and different creations may seem strange or odd, they are still beautiful. They are beautiful in the eyes of the child or person who builds them. And they are beautiful in the eyes of those who love and care about that child or person who has created them. Looking back on my childhood, I can't tell you how many times I would build something out of some of my Legos and go running to show one of my grandmothers what I had built. And I would excitedly try to explain to them everything it did and, and why I built it the way that I had and, and all the awesomeness that it held. And maybe not so much then, but now as an adult, I, I recognize that I probably didn't make a whole lot of sense and was rambling on. And yet, and yet they would still smile and nod along and tell me how amazing whatever it was that I had built was. They probably didn't understand a lot of what I was trying to relay to them. But they saw the beauty in the creative process that I was going through. And the beauty as I explored my own sense of creativity. And I believe the same thing is true with faith. We might not always understand or agree with the building process of faith that others may go through, but it does not diminish the beauty of what they are making. A faith in God must be based in love and grace, and then new bricks added on over time as we grow in our understanding of God and our relationship with God, and that strengthens and expands. And when love is that foundational piece, that cornerstone, along with grace, whatever is built will be beautiful in God's eyes. We all build different structures and creations when we build our faith. Just like if you took 10 people, gave them the exact same set of Legos, they would probably all build 10 different things. We all work with almost all of the same pieces, but we may get them at different times or in different sizes or in different quantities. Some pieces, for some people, might be accompanied by different pieces than others when they come, or they may be there just on their own. We may get a whole bunch of pieces all at once, or maybe just over time. But each of us are different, and yet we are still beautiful in God's eyes, just as is our faith. God is like one of my grandmothers as we show off what we have built with what God has given us. The difference, of course, being that God understands us completely and doesn't just smile and nod along because God loves us. God 
fully understands us and what we have built because God is the one who made those building blocks of faith and sent them to us. So, okay, we've, we've begun to build our faith. Remember, we talked already about how we must never stop building because God is always sending us new, new pieces through our life experiences and through the Holy Spirit. But we've started building, and you may be thinking, well, well now what? What do we do with this faith we have started to build? Do we take it and put it up on a shelf somewhere to show off? Do we try and lock it away somewhere where it'll be safe from someone breaking it apart? Or do we actually do something with it? Do instead we, we share it with our friends and our loved ones like we might with our Lego toys, depending on how well you share your toys? Do we play with it, or rather use it, on a regular basis and derive joy from the experiences that we encounter when we do so? You see, that's the thing. We could take our faith and put it up on a shelf to admire from time to time and try and show off to others. We could lock it away somewhere that we think will keep it safe from harm. But is that what God intended? Is that what God wants us to do with our faith? We heard in our last reading today Jesus saying, I assure you that whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. They will do even greater works than there because I am going to the Father. Jesus was telling his disciples that their faith would bring them to follow in his footsteps, to spread the gospel and the love of God to all people. Jesus even says that those who believe in him will go on to do even greater works because he is returning to the Father. Jesus didn't want the disciples to stay hidden away. Jesus didn't want them to keep their faith up on some shelf, locked away somewhere safe from harm. Jesus wanted them to lead with their faith and to follow the work that he had already started. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. Well, let's look at the works of Jesus. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus fed the hungry. Jesus ate with sinners and outcasts. Jesus taught people about God. Jesus showed mercy and compassion to people. Jesus spread the hope of the gospel among the people. Most importantly, Jesus loved the people. And guess what? As Christians who claim a belief in Christ, we should follow in his footsteps in the work that he started. 
We need to continue to help find ways to heal the sick. We need to continue to come together and help feed the hungry. We need to continue to be willing to interact with all people, sinners or saints. And let's be honest, the number of saints is like this. We need to continue to teach people about God. We need to continue to show mercy and compassion to everyone, including ourselves. We need to continue to spread the hope of the gospel among the people of the world. And most importantly, above all else, and what all those other things should be derived from and founded in, we must continue to love all people. And when we do those things, and we continue to, to build our faith with the blocks that God continues to give us, when all of that happens and comes together, that that is when we build something truly beautiful. Something founded on the purest love of God for God's creation. Something that can be shared and given to those who need it. And we all need it. We build something that defines not just who we are, but defines whose we are. Amen. Our closing praise song this morning is Revelation, Revelation Song. Uh, this is the version by the Maranatha Praise Band. I would ask that you please rise as you are able. Um, feel free to sing along with the lyrics in your bulletin or to get up and dance, whatever the Holy Spirit is moving in you this morning. Um, but at the very least, please read through the words and, and hear how God might be speaking to you today through this song.
Beloved children of God, I cannot stress that word loved enough. Go forth to serve in the name of our risen Lord Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, and may he be with you always. May the Spirit empower you to serve in Christ's name, and may God, who raised Christ from the dead, keep you forevermore. Go in peace with love and grace for the world and for yourselves. Amen. Don't forget, we have coffee hour right after service today.